Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Character must be developed. The only way you're going to develop character, so you're going to have pressure. Pressure is coming. But if pressure checked, your weakness will lead you to a place of missing the next season God has for you. So that's what happens. You go from seasons of pressure. Remember we read, did you see that James scripture Sunday? Can we go, let, let's go there. Did you see that James scripture? I read it in a message. Can you do James 1 and 2 in the, in the message and then we'll go to the other one? Do you remember that one from Sunday? Y'all, Easter messed up. James chapter 1, verse 2 in the message Bible. Man, you better get that. That's good stuff, amen? Some of you were here, they'll put it up there. Praise God, you know? Y'all had bunnies on your mind or something like that. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't, ain't no, we're, going, we're getting the blessing. Consider, now get this now. Now absorb this and you write this down and put it on something or put it in your notes. Consider it what? A sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. And that don't make no sense. When I'm in the middle of that, I don't like all that. Who likes that? You see what I'm saying? You don't want none of this stuff. You know that under pressure, now watch this, under pressure, your faith is forced into the open and shows its true colors. You know what I'm saying? So when it shows up, we we get to see the real us. Is that all right? And look what it says, right? Keep going. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Man, I don't know about you, but when I'm in pressure, I want out. Don't you? When you're in pressure, don't you want out? You know what I mean? Can I, how, how fast can I get out of this mess? You can't. Because if you get out early, it won't do what it's designed to do. What is it there to do? Get you developed and have no deficiency in any way. Man, who signed up for that? Uh, you know what I mean? But this is how you get strong because you got, this is where, tr- how are you going to trust in the Lord you don't go through something? How are you going to believe God? Come on. How are you going to believe God? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I believe God. I, we don't know if you believe God until you get in something. I used to think I could trust God for money until you need a lot of money. You think you could trust God, then you need millions. That's a whole new world than, you know, hundreds, thousands. You know what I'm saying? You think you trust God. Now you got to trust God at another level. Man, don't let it, let, don't let it make you sweat. You know what I'm saying? Just sit there, roll, roll up like you, like you belong. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Like have that kind of, like, ain't gonna, I ain't saying, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Because you don't know. This is what I'm saying. Don't get out prematurely because if you try to get out early, it won't have its full effect. You got to go through it again. So just roll with it. You see what I'm saying? Is that making sense? He said, get all excited when you're in this mess. I ain't excited about none of this. No, you'll see God come true. Just don't mess up. That's why the pressure comes on your mouth. That's what I've been telling you. Pressure comes on your mouth to get you to say something different than what God says. And if you say something different than God says, you're in trouble. You got to do this all over again. Well, praise God for them three amens. James chapter 4, it ain't no fun. I'm telling you, I know it ain't no fun. But the pressure is on your tongue to say something different than what God says. Don't say it. Go to James chapter 4. Here's what you got to know. To be confident, you're going to have to submit unto the word. 
You got to submit into the word. So you got to make the word of God first place in your life, and you got to start submitting to the word at another level. Is that all right? You know what that means? You can't do you can't do what's comfortable. See, curf, comfort, 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 never really going to get you anywhere. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Most people won't make won't make the right decisions because they want comfort. Because nobody likes the nobody likes the road that's complicated. Everybody wants the comfortable road. And I'm not trying to make it harder, but until you submit it to the word of God, it ain't going to get comfortable. James 4 and 6. You know what I mean? It's not going to get comfortable until you make And the reason why people make decisions of compromise is for comfort. You know what I'm saying? But in, if you want what's best for somebody, sometimes you got to walk down a painful road. Because you don't get to do what you want to do. you got to do what the word of God says. But God gives more grace. Wherefore, he said, God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. See that? Is that all right? Now watch this. Submit yourself unto God. See that one? Resist the devil, he'll flee from him. How do you submit to God? Well, he's the word. So if you don't submit to the word, you're not submitting to God. So every time you walk out of love, you're saying, God, my way is better than your way. Every time you walk out of faith, you're saying, well, my idea is better than your idea. See, here we go. Here we go. Here, you know, that's the truth, though. That's what happens, right? We say, well, I'm not, I'll submit into the word when it's comfortable, but I don't want to submit into the word in something. Well, you got to submit into the word. See, here's the thing. You can't be confident until you're in the word of God. So see what it says? Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Well, guess what? He ain't going to flee if you ain't submitting unto God. Why has he got to listen to you? You understand know what, what I'm saying? He ain't going to listen to you. If you don't listen to God, why is he going to listen to you? You get more power by the level of authority God. You know, that was the key with the Roman centurion. Remember him? He had great faith. You know why he had great faith? I think the act of humility was in there. He said, I'm not even worthy for you to come to my house. Now, that wasn't, that wasn't lowliness. That was humility. I don't really deserve this, but I'll take it. The humility was just say the word. But he said, I'm not even worthy for you to come into my house because, because you know what? Man, he goes, man, I, I, you, I know who you are. You're Jesus. And I'm not that kind of, I'm not that kind of person, but he humbled himself and said, but I, according to that word, just say what you say. I, I know it'll get done because I'm a man under authority. But he was humble enough to receive what God had from him. See, humility is an empowerment factor. It's not a weakness. It's an understanding that not that you, you, your, your humility is making you um, um, expose the weakness of who you are. It's really finding your strength that you don't want to trust in yourself, but you're going to trust in God. So you're trusting in God by saying, I don't know, what does the word of God say? That's what I choose to be. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Well, if I ain't submitting to the word, I'm not submitting to God. You know what I'm saying? So, that, so how do I submit? Well, the faster I submit to God is the faster I'm submitting to his word because his word became flesh and dwelt among us. He's the living word. I, I, I thought of something the other day. I said, Jesus, Jesus was before the earth. He's eternal. Jesus got into the earth through his seed. So Jesus became a seed, amen, in the earth that produced the harvest. 
John said it like this, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and it dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it will bear much fruit. Jesus came in a seed form to redeem the earth, amen, and reestablish the blessing on the church. But he was before the earth. So he put himself in the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He put himself in a seed. And that seed came into the earth. So once you find the earth seeds in the word of God, you find God on the scene. And that's when God can turn your situation around. That's why the most powerful force there is is the word of God. You can't go by what you see. Because what you see is temporal. And vision, Sunday I'm going to talk about vision a little bit. Vision in the promise. Man, I've been getting some stuff on this. Because see, everybody sees, but not everybody sees anything. Vision, vision is different than seeing. The Lord's been speaking this to me. He said, vision, Sunday come, it'll be good. Vision lets you see the impossible. Sight lets you just see what's already here. It's a different perspective, okay? We ain't going to go on all that. Look at, keep looking at James, okay? So I'm submitting to the word. Look at verse 8. He said, man, draw an eye to God, he'll draw an eye to you. Cleanse yourself, cleanse your heart, cleanse your life. What do you mean? He just put down some stuff you need. Don't be double-minded. Don't vacillate in your thinking, okay? Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He's a one minute God can do it, next minute God can't do it. One minute God can do it, next minute God can't. You know what I'm saying? So you don't want to get like that. You don't want to be hot and cold. Just be hot. You know what I mean? Don't be like, I don't know God. God can't stand to be doubted. Just believe him. Uh, you don't have to know how, just believe him. Look at verse 9. Here we go, ready? Be afflicted in mourning, weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy in heaven. Look at verse 10 now. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he'll lift you up. So when you step down, God will pick you up. You know what I'm saying? Now, submitting is in weakness. Submitting is empowering. Because I'm taking my own opinion off the table and taking God's opinion for everything in my life. Is that all right? So put that in there. Confidence is an act of humility. Does that make sense? You can't be con See, because confidence is an act of faith. You see, does that make, because here's the thing, if confidence is a rewarder, then it's got to be an act of faith, because Hebrews 11.6 says what? But what? But without faith, it's impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if, if confidence rewards, then it has to have an element of faith to it. All right? You want to see it? Go to, go to Hebrews chapter 10, 35. That's where we started with this. And then we're going to go back and forth. You all right? Are you thinking hard? You thinking hard? Yeah, you got to think. I make you think. If you do what I tell you, man, pff, this ain't no big mystery. You think I, where I think I got this stuff? Got it in the Bible. But guys before me were doing it. You know? I was thinking the other day, I had a picture show up my timeline, Brother Norville. I was with Brother Norville three years ago. Now he's in heaven. Three years ago this week, I was in Tennessee with Brother Norville. Where do you think he got it from? Yeah, Ken Coleman was a puppy when Brother Norville was around. A little pup. He learned from Brother Norville. He learned from Brother Hagen. Brother Copeland will tell you 
in all due respect to Brother Copeland, but he was a young man. He said, I had a reel-to-reel at Kenneth Hagin. I drove around with it in my car. It was a big old tape cadet cassette thing, reel-to-reel. When Brother, Nor- Brother Norville tells the story, Brother Copeland got the first jet. He came and picked Brother Norville up. He said, Brother Norville, where are you going? He said, I don't know. He goes, I'll find out. He goes, I'll come pick you up. Me and Miss Gloria will come get you. And they came and got him. These guys learned it. You learn it from somebody. It's in the Bible. So what I'm telling you, they did. They ain't got no greater faith than you got. They just got a head start. That's what I tell these guys. I tell them all, when they got me one-on-one, I said, I, you don't, you don't, you, I, I got to get challenged. I said, all you got is a head start. I'll catch up. Just keep talking. Because the road to greatness has already been paved. All you got to do is follow somebody on it. That's easy. You got to figure out life. The people that think they got to figure out life don't know nothing about life. All you, see, because this problem, all you got to do is follow somebody. But you got to trust somebody. And that's what it takes. It takes time to figure out who to trust. Because you can't trust everybody. Because most people, life is business. But life needs to become relationship. I teach you this stuff. But relationship starts the minute you give and don't expect nothing. See, that's relationship. See, business is I, we do things in give and take. You understand? Relationship, I come in just giving. I don't expect nothing. I don't even want nothing. And that's the crazy part about it. When you're in real relationship, there's people in this room, I wouldn't ask you to do something because I know if you ask you, you're going to do it. So I'm careful what I ask you because I know whatever I ask, you'll do. So because I value the relationship, I don't ask you. See, that's one way you see. You ever get somebody ask you something that's very uncomfortable? They, they don't see you the way they're supposed to see you because they would never ask it. There's people right now, if I knew I needed something, if I said, hey, I, they would do it. That's why I don't ask. But I know they would do it. You understand what I'm saying? That's relationship. They know it. See, that's why you don't answer quick because if they ask me, I'm going to do it. So you cherish it, and you cultivate it, and you basically protect it because you understand the value of it. Now, business, that's just working deals. You got to do business. You get it? But business and relationship are two different things. You get it? Business, I'm expecting to get something out of it. I ain't working for free. Are you? Relationship, I don't expect nothing. I just give. And in relationship, here's the key. Remember this. Always forget, don't ever forget this. Be the first one to give. Don't wait till they give. You give first. Yeah, man. That's what gets the thing rolling. Because you, you hit them before the people. It, it, I'm telling you, listen to me, man. You just give. Give what? Give your time. Just give. Give your ear. Give. I don't even give some. Take them to coffee. Just do something. Give. Because, man, I'll tell you what. It, it, it sets the atmosphere of communication. That's just, that's rule. The business guys, man, if you do that in business, forget about it. You bring a gift. I had a guy, right? I know this guy. He wanted something. Couldn't get one. They couldn't get him in the world. Couldn't get, I ain't going to tell you what it was. It's a big money thing. And he, you, can't, you couldn't get them in the world. They weren't in the world. You know what he did? He called the guy up that manufactured it and sent him a gift, a nice gift, an expensive gift. Just pay attention. Don't get all nervous in your head. What am I talking about? And when the thing hit the dude's desk, the guy called him and said, dude, this is an expensive gift. He said, yeah, I just wanted to give you this. 
He goes, we were looking at getting some of this stuff, and we know it's going to take time. And the guy got the gift. The guy that got the gift put a rush on the thing he was looking for, and he got the thing that nobody else in the world could get. Oh, you say he bribed him. Nah, nah, nah. He spoke his language. Because what happens when you get a gift? What happens when you get a gift? If you're in business and I give you a gift, boy, you what do you do? It does something for you. Say, man, you, you value me. Now all of a sudden you're unlocking potential. I'm telling you, now it might not be at that level, but you could be at another smaller level. You know what I'm saying? Relationship, man, you got to, you got to, you got to, let me tell you something about these things. They're the currency of the earth, man. It's not, let me tell you, who you hang out with is going to determine where you're going. And you better make sure you're hanging out with, be hanging out with Mo, Larry, and Curly, man, guess what you are? Squeaky or something. I don't know what you are. Choker ain't got no money. You're hanging out with these nitwits. You know what I'm saying? Got Mo, Larry, and Curly. You're hanging out with Mo, Larry, and Curly. You might be Larry's Jr. I don't know. Get out of here, right? Come on, stop. Cast not away, therefore your confidence would has what? Great recompense reward. Recompense means it pays you back. Now that word cast not away your confidence, that word confidence has to do with confession. Okay? Remember we studied that a little bit? You, don't, you remember some of that? Here, I'll give it to you. Ready? I'm going to give you this thing. Confession. Basically. Okay, prove it to me. Okay, good. Pastor Chris, where is that? There's definition of confidence. Freedom in speaking. Unreservedness in speech. Openly, frankly, without concealment. Remember that? Free, fearless, confidence, cheerful courage, boldness. Okay? New Testament. The act of speaking. That's confidence. How in the world is confidence? Seems like confession more than it does confidence. That's what he's saying. He's saying, cast not away your confession. It's got great recompense and reward. I'm telling you, you're going to see it. The act of speaking. He said, confidence is found in words. Freedom in speaking all that one thinks or pleases. Confidence, boldness, plainness, or exactness of speech. This is the definition for confident. Confidence. The chief Hebrew word translated confidence means perhaps radically to be open, showing thus what originated the idea of confidence. What do you mean to be open? Firmness. Confidence. Outspokenness. Boldness. Oh, this sounds like words, don't it? What? Translated by the reserved version, boldness, to have courage, being therefore always of good courage, confidence or hope or assurance or trust. Wait, wait, wait a minute, man. Bold. Here we go. You want some more? Confidently affirm, secure. Here's the last one I'm going to give you because there's a hundred of these things. And this, this, if you ain't got it by now, parazizioma in the Greek 3955 to speak boldly or freely. 
That's not words. This ain't nothing about confidence. It said confidence is in your speech. It's the words of your mouth. So now wait a minute now. Cast not away, therefore, your confession. How about this? You could say it. Cast forth not away your confident confession because it has a great payback or reward. You see it? So your mouth is key to the victory because your confidence is found in your confession. Now watch this now. I'm going to give you some scriptures to tie this in. So I got to be bold in my speaking. Now, now, why am I talking? Is this about confession? It's more than about this. I don't want you to put it away. That's what I want you to do. Don't put away your confidence. Now go to 10, let's look at 36. For you have, look it says, it says, for you have need of patience. After what? You've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Did you pull that in your spirit? After that, you need patience. So keep your confident confession no matter what. For you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Keep going. Watch this. For yet a little while, and he that what? Shall come will come, and he will not tarry. Now watch this. Now the just shall live by, and any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Come on now. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but of them that believe and the saving of the soul. Doesn't that sound like faith? You better believe it sounds like faith because it's an element of faith. Confession is an element of faith. So keep your, So write this down. Keep your confession no matter what. Now watch these. I'm going to give you some scriptures. You okay? 1 Timothy 6 and 12. So I got to keep my mouth filled with faith. You like it? That ain't easy when you got pressure. You know what I'm saying? Pressure is coming. Pressure is coming to get you to say something different. That's why you got it. Why you got it? Pressure is on your tongue more than it's anywhere else. Because you know what's funny? That's what he said about a bit. Watch it. You better get this now. Watch it. Check this out. The bit and the bridle and the Taurus's mouth is pressure on his tongue to get him to steer. The pressure on your tongue is to get you to say something goofy. That rudder on that boat, when you turn that rudder, when it starts cutting that water, that's pressure on that rudder, man. That propeller's eating it. But that propeller has enough force. You know what's funny? I had this boat, right? I, had, I, I didn't have enough horsepower. You know what I'm saying? If you got a boat with not enough horsepower, man, you ain't going nowhere quick. You know, you got the little in the back. One time, oh, my God, me and Bob went. I think we took Sean with us. Man, my God in heaven. I was like, we ain't going nowhere in this little joker. Boat was like trying. It took us like an hour to get somewhere. I was like, oh, my God, this is taking forever. Right? But it was like, why? Because it was because the weight in the boat. That little engine, the little engine couldn't. I'm just telling you how it was, man. It took time. You know, you get in there with two twins or something like that, you got like 600 horsepower, man. You put 5,000 pounds in there and slam it. It goes. Because what? There's pressure on that rudder, just like there's pressure on that horse's tongue. 
Guess who gets the pressure in life? Boy, that pressure comes on your tongue. Say you're broke. Say you're broke. Say you're sick. Say you're sick. Say this. Talk about your marriage. Talk about your kid. Talk about your stuff. Say that, say that, say that, say that. No, don't say nothing. Keep confidence in your mouth. People going to think you crazy, Chris. They're going to think you crazy. They're like, what's this lady from London? She all wild talking about Jesus is going to do this. Jesus is going to do that. Jesus is going to do it all. You keep your confession. Keep faith in your mouth. Now, somebody say, well, you know, I, 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 I don't do that. Well, then you live in unbelief. What do you want me to tell you? That's not how you do it. Yeah, this stuff ain't no fun, but this is how you learn. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold. Now, see, the, fight, the faith fight is the fight for your mouth. Now, you better get this now. If you're reading this, now, I'm going to give you this, and we're going to look at this and amplify it in a minute, just so you're ready for me. Now, look at this. You paying attention? Fight the good fight of faith. He tells you what it is. Lay hold of eternal life. All right, great. Where in now are also called? And has professed is confessed a good confession before many witnesses. Oh, you don't believe it? Put the amplified up there. See, that's what I'm telling you. Profession is confession. Watch it. You're going to say it. When she puts it up there, you're going to say, oh, Pastor Chris, you're smart. I know. No, I'm not. Look, I ain't being boasting. This is what you learn. What am I fighting? I'm fighting for what? Jesus won everything. What am I fighting? The church is screwed up. You got so much jacked up, stupid teaching, teaching people they got to fight for this fight. You won, man. You ain't got to win. You won. You just can't let go of the belt. You are the undefeated champion. Walk around with a belt on. They can't take my belt. I'm the champ. Many have come and tried, but I knocked them all out. That's what the devil doing. But if you don't know you got the belt, you fighting to get it. Fighting to get the money. You got the money. Fighting to get healed. You're already healed. See, the church got to learn where to fight from. Are you broken? You ain't broken. You ain't cursed neither. Oh, you got a generational curse. Shut up. Oh, generational curse. Oh, your favorite little TV preacher. I buy none of that stuff. You love God. You ain't got no curse. You're free from the curse. And what's been blessed cannot be cursed. I got a generational jacked up. You got a jacked up mind because your mind's unrenewed. You ain't got no generational curse. You're alive in Christ. It said the curse is on them that don't love them. Where's the blessing in the curse? Did I teach you that, Deuteronomy 28? Did that come on the people that are God? Now he said, if you hearken diligently in the voice of the Lord, you in the blessing. You are. Now you could walk under the earth and live underneath the guise of the curse and you don't know no better. Yeah, that you can. But you ain't got nothing attached to you. You in Jesus. You ain't in you no more. It sounds good. But that makes people think they're jacked up. I'm jacked up because grandma was jacked up and grandpa was jacked up and Aunt Mary was jacked up. So I got an excuse to be jacked up. You ain't got no excuse to be jacked up. You ain't got no excuse to be messed up. You ain't messed up. You Jesus. He ain't messed up. You ain't messed up. His mind's right. Your mind's right. He gave you a sound mind. He gave you a good body. Come on, somebody. They're living the blessing. Wow, the devil might come and get the devil scared of you, man. The devil ain't going to show up by you. But if the devil tries to come get me, Pastor Chris, sock him in the eye. 
Tell them what the Word of God says. Just stand there and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You know that. Try to come to your head, tell you y'all messed up. You did, you that, you did, you, ooh, the devil. Break, that joker's scared of you, man. He's shaking. He's quaking in his boots, man. He don't want to go near you. You got Jesus in you in the blood. Tell him about the blood of Jesus. And then tell him, point at your clock. Next time devil got so excited, say, tick-tock, tick-tock, your time's almost up, bro. I'm going to pick it on me. I'll tell you what's up with you. Tick-tock, tick-tock. It's almost over. I ain't going to die. I'm just going to step over. Now, you ready for this scripture? Fight the good fight of faith in the conflict with evil. Okay, whatever. Take hold of what? Eternal life to which you were called and that which you were what? For which you made the good confession of faith in the presence of many witnesses. Keep the confession of faith. You made the confession of faith before the witnesses. Just like you did in Romans 10, 9, and 10. You believed in the heart and confessed with the mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now you got to keep that confession in the daily of life. You can't let that confession go because you're having a rough day. Come on, with some smile on your brother. Let us love one another right now. Come on. Y'all dragging tonight. It's all right. You fighting. It's okay. I got you. Jump on my back. I'll carry you. It's all right. But get what I'm saying. I got to keep my mouth on this thing. You see what I'm saying? Look, I'm going to show you more scriptures now. Now they say the profession or everybody say profession is confession. My only fight of faith is for my mouth. Did you get that now? Because words, words, words are the battleground. By your words you shall be justified, and by your words, you shall be condemned. But I'm just going to say what I want to say. You better shut your mouth. I say that all due respect. you go, you bound by your word. I don't believe it. I don't care the devil will use it. David said, put a guard over my mouth. Why is that? Because while I'm before the wicked in Psalms, I think it's Psalm 37, but don't go looking for it. He said this. He said, put, put a watch over it while I'm in the presence of the wicked. Why? Because the devil take your words and twist them and use them against you. He can. He can. So what do you do? Just don't say nothing different than what God said. Confession must be made. Look at Hebrews 3.1. You all right? I'm going to give you more. Can write this down. Confession must be made and maintained. Everybody say made and maintained. Look at Hebrews 11, Look at Hebrews 3 and 1. See that right there? Wherefore, what? Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. That's you. Consider the apostle. He called Jesus the apostle and high priest of your confession. Our what? Profession. Christ Jesus, who asked what? Who was faithful to him that appointed him, also as Moses was faithful on the house. He said in verse 1 what? He said this. He said, go back to verse 1 if you don't mind. He said what? He said, the high priest of our what? Profession. You want to know what that word profession could mean? Confession. It means this. The actual means, apostle, means sent one. 
So Jesus has been sent from God to do something for us. He has been sent to serve as our high priest. Again, many believers don't have the first idea what a high priest does. Okay. The picture, they picture a person walking around in strange clothes performing religious rituals. In reality, a high priest is much more than that. Now, here it is. What is a high priest? He is one who is authorized to administer, to execute, to implement, and carry into effect. Now, you may wonder, what is it that Jesus is authorized to administer, execute, or carry out on our behalf? Hebrews 3.1 says, Jesus is the high priest of our confession. He's been sent to put in effect to execute and carry out the words that you say. Look, look, look right here. Go, can you look at Hebrews 3, 1, and you want, can you see it in the Amplified? It's going to say it again. Are you all right? He's, he's watching over your word to perform it. Look at this. Watch. High priest when we confess. Watch this. That word is confession. Therefore, brothers and sisters who shared in heavenly calling, the, what? Thoughtfully and attentively consider the apostle whom we confess as, as ours when we accepted him. Professed means confess. Jesus. So where is your, what do you say? He's watching over your confession. So what are you giving God, what are you giving Jesus to do? You put him to work with your words? Or he can't do nothing for you because you ain't speaking. You got to do some talking. Remember Mark eleven twenty three and 24? Whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says unto that mountain. He shall have whatsoever he says. You got to start talking. Three times the talking. Keep talking. Everything's talking to you. You keep talking to it. Talk to the money. Talk to the money. Talk to your body. Talk to the situation. Talk, 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 talk. You better give it. Angels are looking for words. Jesus is looking for words. He can't be the high priest over nothing. You got to give him something. I'll give you more. See, this is what I'm saying now. We got to have confident confession. You got to keep the words in your mouth. You all right with that? You got to keep them. Look at this one. You ready for this one? Hebrews 4.14. Hebrews 4.14. Man, this one's good. Hebrews 4.14. You can go right there. You got your right knees down? This is good stuff. Got to keep my mouth. Now, is this confession? This is confidence. Confidence is found in your mouth. It's found in your mouth. It's in your mouth. Before it ever becomes an action, seeing that we have a great high priest. Boy, there you go again, right? Great high priest what? Great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Why is that? Hold fast. Seeing we have a great high priest passed into heavens, let us hold fast our confession. Where's your uh uh, I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm mad. Yeah, you're goofy. Look, put that up in the Amplified or something like that. We'll figure it out. Message or something like that. Whatever reads better. Whatever you feel. I don't care. Let them see it. Because it's hold fast your profession. No, hold fast your confession. You understand what I'm saying? She'll pop something up there. You'll see. Hold fast my confession. Why is that? Because that's the only thing Jesus can perform is what you've been saying. You know what I'm saying? He can only perform what you say. 
Did you get that? He, you see it? He can only perform his day. So we've been saying, oh, here you go. Oh, okay. Um, what's it say? Okay, what's this one? Message. Oh, let's see what this says. Now that we what? Know what we have. Jesus, the great high priest, ready to ask God, let us not let it slip through our fingers. We don't have a priest without a touch with our what? Reality. He's been through weakness and testing, experience it all, but what? The sin. So let us walk upright or right up to him and get what he's so ready to give, take mercy, and accept the help. That's good. Like, try to amplify it. See what that says. But that says, consider your priest the confession. Well, what have you been saying? So where's your confession? Because he can only do what you say. Let us hold fast. There you go. Inasmuch then as we as believers have a great high priest, Jesus, who has already ascended and passed through the heaven. He's in heaven. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession of faith and cling tenaciously to our absolute trust in him as Savior. Did I say confession? Yeah, it did. What you been saying? You know what I'm saying? Now, your confession needs to be of faith, where you find faith. Faith's in the Word of God. Well, I'm saying what I want to say. Shut your mouth. You ain't allowed to say what you want to say. Now, that you say, Pastor Chris, that's being rude. That's not being rude. You ain't allowed to. Hold fast my confession of faith. All right, you don't like that one? I got more. I got you hardwired in here. Hebrews 10, 23. And we'll go look in the Amplified. Let us hold fast. Same thing. Are you all right? Don't get mad at me. Look at this, right? <laughs> Y'all mad. Look, then we'll go to King James right after this. Leave that up there. Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. How about that one, right? Seize and hold fast. Hold it tight. The confession, where you find confession in your mouth. What's your, where is your confession of hope that does not waver? For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. My God. You know what it is? We don't know if it's going to work. That's why we stop saying it. But if we just keep talking. And if we just keep speaking. And we just keep saying what God says. And saying what God says. And say what God says. And say, I don't don't walk by sight. Just say what God says. Say what God says. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. If you say what God says, if it doesn't change the situation, it will change you. And the situation will stop changing you. You just say what God says. Because that's what he helps. Helps you see it. You understand that? Did you get that one? (laughs) You guys are getting a workout tonight, right? You're like, oh, can we go home now? No. Recompense. Amen. Look at this. What you mean? You got to understand this. You're going to be satisfied. Look at Proverbs 12, 14. A man, man, this is so good. Put this up here. I got your hardware. I told you you can't get away from me. I'm knocking you out. By the time I'll just pick you up off the canvas and send you home. You can't get away from me. Just do what I'm telling you. A man, look at this. A man, doesn't it sound just like Hebrews 10, 35? A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. See what I'm saying? 
Be like, I don't know what you're talking about, preacher. A man shall be satisfied with the good by the fruit of his mouth. So your words are going to satisfy your life if you say the right words, and the recompense of your hands shall be rendered unto him. The payback. By your words and your actions, you're going to get paid back. Recompense means to pay you back. You know what I'm saying? You Like, like the guy, this, some, some ding-dong around the corner over there came ripping through the thing one time, knocked the fence over. You know? So I don't know what happened. I was out there. What's going on with the fence? Some fence is knocked down. Well, right away, what happens? You find out the police report, all the stuff, blah, blah, blah. So they got to make restitution. You did it. I didn't do it. It wasn't my reckless driving. Trust me, you pay for every mistake you ever make in life. So you make a mistake, you pay for it. It was a big deal. So you got to pay for the fence. Y'all been here. They make restitution. You got to recompense and reward. You got payback. Come on, right? You ever do something like that? You get an accident or something. You did something wrong, ran a light, missed something. Whoop, whoops. That's why you got insurance. But you got to, your company got to pay for it. Why is that? You messed up. Right? You pay restitution. Well, guess what? Your confession has a reward. You know what I'm saying? Your confession amount, it's payback. It's a compensation package. You get a compensation package for your mouth. I don't like the terms in the policy. We'll say something different. God will give you what you say. I'm telling you. What Here, want to see recompense? Payment of wages due, recompense of pay, compensate, remunerate, satisfy, reimburse, repay. Recompense means to give money or its equivalent in return for something. To what? Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Miso means wages or higher. Apodome means to render or give back. Wages that render and give back. Confidence is of faith. That's why it's a rewarder, and that's why it gives back. Did you get that? Look at Hebrews 2 and 2. Write these down. You're doing good. I'm giving you a lot, but praise be to God. Guys are getting a workout. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. What's he saying? Here's what he's saying. The law was delivered by God through Moses. That's what he's saying. Spoken through angels. Disobedience or obedience to the law was punished or rewarded. The discipline is discussed at length in Hebrews 12, 5 through 11. When a person broke the law, the punishment he received was not the loss of justification or regeneration. Instead, he lost the temporal blessing and was disciplined. When a person breaks the law, the punishment he received was not the loss of justification. You guys don't lose righteousness or justification when you mess up or regeneration. You lose the temporal blessing and you get disciplined. So your mouth not lining up gets you in trouble. Does that make sense? We say, well, Pastor Chris, I don't know if I believe all that. Well, you better believe it's the truth. It's God's honest truth. Well, I don't like it. I don't care if you like it. I love you enough not to be your friend. Come on. I'm your friend, though. You know that. You guys are, like, working me tonight. You guys are all after Easter hungover. Look. Like, I thought the bunny was going to come out tonight. Bam, here I am. Did he bring some Cadbury eggs? No. 
You want to see it? Y'all know this scripture. It's good for you. Let me just read this. Go to Matthew 12. Go to Matthew 12, 33. You okay? So look at it, okay? Matthew 12, 33. Y'all read this with me before. It's okay, though. But it's good for you, though. It's good to hear it. Good refresher. Because you need confidence. Confidence is in your mouth. What's going to happen when your confidence starts coming out your mouth? It's going to show your feet where to stand strong. That's the truth. Because you, you prophesy. You prophesy. You understand that? I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You step into that then. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You step in it. Your words show your body where it goes. If your mouth is weak, your body is going to show up weak. Does that make sense? Pull that in. It ain't just yelling. It's confidence. Boldness. That's what he talked about in prayer. Luke. We'll talk about it t- next week. You know what I'm saying? He said he's bold. You understand know that? Boldness. Confident in your speech. It's important. Either make the tree good and his fruit good or make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit. You're talking about a tree and fruit. Okay, whatever. 34, oh, generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? Now he's talking about talking trees. This is getting wacky by the minute. He's talking about you. He ain't talking about no tree. He said, but you like a tree, and you got fruit, and some of your fruit stinks. Oh, praise the Lord. Did you get what I just said? Some of you got stinky fruit. Look at your neighbor say, he might be talking to you. <laughs> now, be serious. How do you get bad fruit? Your mouth. Your ideas. You got a broke tree. Sick tree. You know, trees got all different branches and leaves, you know? You ever see, like, you ever see, like, some... Some trees, you know, they're all good, and then, like, one branch out here is all dead. And you're like, man, that's dying over there. But over here has got life. Some of you look like that. You got life all over here, but you got a broke stick hanging out you. Yeah, a stick over here, all green, and you got this dried out, messed up, sick, backache, bunion head over here. You better cut that out. You know what I'm saying? Got that nothing good works out for me, little twig hanging out the side of your head. <laughs> Stop it. What? I'll give you even speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. What's well, coming out your mouth got in your heart. Now, how'd that get in your heart? Meditation in your mind. See, that's how stuff gets in your heart. People don't understand that. Say, what? See, because in your heart, evil, evil could come up out of your heart because your soul's in there. See, I didn't understand that until the way back. I figured it out. See, your spirit and your soul connect in your heart. That's why your spirit, I thought it was just my spirit, but it's not. Your soul's in there. That's why goofiness could come out of there. And that's why the words in your mouth could sometimes be so corrupt. Because faith is in the mouth and in the heart, Romans 10 says. So how can I say the stupid stuff I say? Got in there. You know how it usually gets in there? Thoughts, ideas, suggestions, images. And now it's in you. You ever say something mean? 
You know, you say something mean to somebody you supposed to mean or say something unkind, and you say, like, how'd that get in there? It's in your heart. How'd it get in your heart? Your heart's like a bag, and you just reach in there and pull stuff up, but it got in there through pain, thoughts, ideas, suggestions, wrong ideas. But you still got to filter them things because they ain't genuine. Just because you feel it don't mean it's right. You got to pull that thing. Well, if you pull that, if you pull that word out of the bag of your heart and you line it up with the word, if you can't do it, don't do it. But it's true. Well, some things are true. Better off left unspoken. Yeah, right, man. Some things better. They're true, but they're better off left unspoken. Why? Because they don't minister grace. Ain't no sense saying them. Friday, the abundance of the heart. This is the problem. How to get in my heart? Eye and ear. Eye, ear, idea. Three, th- five places really. Thoughts, ideas, suggestions, eyes and ears. That's why if you get something in your ear too long, it'll come out of you. You get something in your eye too long. That's why you don't look at perverted things. You don't look at perverted stuff. Telling you, you look at that stuff, you, it'll come out of you. Because it comes in your eyes and ears. That's why I think techno, why I think TV and all this stuff's all whacked out. It wants to get it in there. You know, they did a study with that. Remember that they 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 could they could they could they could trick you into doing stuff if you see it. That's why they can't do that subliminally. You don't even know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't gonna get none of all that stuff. You got a renewed mind. But you understand what I'm saying? Your eye and your ear. You ever hang around people cussing all the time? All of a sudden, man, you, like, got this thing to get in your head. Get away from that nonsense. You don't want to be near that. So, so you okay with this? So, old generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. Get that? How to get in your heart, though? Eye, ear, thought, idea. You start thinking something bad, it come out your mouth. You ever meditate on something wrong all day and then scream about it three hours later? You ever meditate on something that's not right and then get mad about it and yell about it and scream about it and it still ain't right? And then you feel like a dum-dum? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you think somebody took your stuff and you're like, I know you took my stuff. Why you take my stuff? You took my stuff. Why'd you take my stuff? You never do that? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Something happens and you're like mad about it. Like, you took my stuff. And they're like, find it later under your bed, and you're like, oh, whoops, maybe you didn't take it. But you had it all in your head. You had it all figured out. When you came over, you took my thing. You ever did that one? How about that? You ever get mad at something, and you know why they're like that? You ever have somebody look at you wrong? They just look at you wrong, and you're like, they leave, you're like, oh, they mad at me. I know they are. Sister, someone told she's mad at me. You ever do that? And then you confront them about it. Norman, why are you like that toward me? He's like, I didn't even know. I didn't even look at you. You're like, you feel like a big jerk? You know what I'm saying? You're like, you got this whole idea in your mind. Like, I didn't say hello to him this Sunday. That's why he's mad at me on Wednesday. He didn't want to. Blah, 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 blah. You got this whole thing in your head. The devil giving you even fuel. Right? He's telling you all this stuff. And then you're mad. And then you ever, you ever meditate on something all day long and then come home? You know what I'm saying? You're just meditating, chilling. Hey, hey, how you doing? I'll tell you how the weather was. <laughs> you're, like, you're like geeked up, man. You messed up, bro. You're gone. You're like, whoa, chill out, bro. I'll tell you what happened. Whoa, you just wound up. Why is that? Thought, idea, suggestion. You meditated in it. You let it ramble on. Now it's your reality. Okay, we're going home. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Friday, abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Boom, watch this. 
a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringing forth good things. See that? An evil man out of the evil treasure bringing forth evil things. Now, I'm going to tell you right here now. Go slow with that. I'm not evil. You ain't evil. But boy, I can say some mean stuff. How about you? Some stupid stuff. Unfaith-filled stuff. How you do that? Because you spirit, you can dip in either compartment. You got two bags, let's say, in your heart. One of the spirit and one of the soul. And if you go to your soul bag, there ain't no telling what comes out of that joker. Because your mind, your will, and your emotions, I quit. Hey, you can do it. Hate everything, right? You have a bad day, you can undo six months with your big mouth, man. <laughs> Show your mouth, man. You're screwing everything up. <laughs> I don't got pressure, man. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I don't even know if God's real. You're on like the altar call. You're on the altar call ministry at the church. You're on the prayer team. God don't answer no prayers. Boy, when you get mad, you ain't safe. Right? You're on the prayer team for healing. God don't heal nobody. You don't tell this at the meeting, though. No. You do this at home when nobody can see you, thank God. You know what I'm saying? You're part of the, you're part of the marriage ministry. You know, I'm in the marriage ministry. My marriage stays here. The devil, get out of my house. It's true. Don't lie. Y'all do it at home. I know you do. You know what I mean? It's like, I went, right? Then you get mad at God. Nobody, Sundays I didn't miss church. <laughs> you be telling God your resume. I gave you money, God. God, I'm broke right now. I'm a toddler. <laughs> Where's my increase? Y'all lying. I know you mind. I read your mind already before I got here. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all like, oh, yeah, I bet God at church. You gave me this husband. He's the Antichrist. He's supposed to be a man of God. He's the devil. <laughs> right? God, is the woman you gave me. It's Eve. What's your name? Your name's Eve. Uh, I'm telling the God's our truth. All you do is lying because you don't want to get in trouble on the ride home. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my wife, Eve. <laughs> uh, uh, woo! You get in trouble. Yeah, that's when the evil treasure starts coming out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You mad, right? You wanted that job. You didn't get it. God, you are to that job, God. Right? Oh, you in love. Remember that one? Why did you give me the girl? I wanted one thing. I wanted that boy. Why didn't you give me that boy? Why didn't you give me that girl? You so mean, God. You big meanie. You didn't get what you want. And then that evil treasure, that evil heart starts talking. Now you got a problem. Now watch this, 36. I say to you, every idle word. Woohoo! You know what that means? Unemployed words. Words that ain't going nowhere. They ain't got no direction, nor de they ain't got no destination or direction. Every idle word. See, I just, I just said it. I just kidding. With well, the devil using all that kidding and all that unbelief, all that stupid talk against you. So don't say it. Uh, every idle word. I mean, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. That's when recompense is going to show up, and you get a reward for your mouth. Woo! I want to shut my mouth. 
Praise me to God. Look, it ain't done yet. For by your words, you'll be justified. You know what justified means? Just as if you never sinned. No condemned means doomed. No hope of life. So your words are putting you over or putting you under. You hung by your tongue. I don't say nothing but what God said. You know what the problem is? You trying to justify yourself. Be quiet. God will justify you. Don't worry about it. God will show it all straight in the end. You did great. Come on, stand up on your feet. Boy, I worked you tonight. You deserved it, though. You didn't name me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.